From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro, and today we got a super stacked show for you, because not only are we going to be talking about the AEW Dynamite that just went off the air, we're going to be talking about the Raw Go Home Show before WrestleMania that happened this past Monday, and like we do every Wednesday, whether it's morning or night, we're going back in time and we're talking about ECW Hardcore TV, so we got a lot to talk about tonight, but before we get to all of that, I got to thank all my wrestling DeLorean passengers from all over the world. I'm talking not only the United States, but Canada, Mexico, Spain, the United Kingdom, Ireland, Italy, Jamaica, Philippines. The list goes on and on and on, and I can't even describe in words how grateful I am for all my wrestling DeLorean passengers. Without you, there is no me. Thank you so much for riding and supporting the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. If you don't already, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Make sure you follow us on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. And make sure you follow us on Twitch at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Because this Friday, we're going to be live streaming on Twitch for the very first time. As we live stream and have a watch along party for the Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor show. It's going to be dope. That doesn't mean we're not going to have a podcast on Friday though. So tune into the podcast in the morning and the Twitch stream at night. You're not going to want to miss out on that. So let's cut the chit chat. Let's stop the talking. And let's get into this super stack show right now. Ladies and gentlemen, whether you're hearing this right after AEW Dynamite tonight on this Wednesday evening, or you're hearing this tomorrow morning, Thursday morning, thank you for allowing me into your night or morning routine like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Like I said, we have a super stacked show for you today. We're talking about AEW Dynamite that just went off the air. What a crazy-ass event that was. You know they had to show out because this is WrestleMania week. Whether they want to admit it or not, they're going to go all out because the competition is going all out this week. Not only are we talking about AEW Dynamite, we're going to be talking about the go-home show to WrestleMania 4 Monday Night Raw this past Monday. And like we do every Wednesday, whether it's the night, whether it's in the evening, whether it's in the daytime. If it's Wednesday, you know we go back in time and we talk about ECW Hardcore TV. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Three Falls Brand. Now, I could tell you about Three Falls Brand. 
But why don't I have the founder of Three Falls Brand tell you about Three Falls Brand? Hey listeners, this is Mean Gene of Three Falls Brand. Are you a fan of wrestling? Are you also a fan of rock music? If so, check out threefallsbrand.com for all your WrestlePunk merch. We've got tons of wrestler and band mashup designs to choose from, whether it be RVD and Black Sabbath, Atsushi Onita and the Lower Class Brats, Doink the Clown and the Addicts, or Mortis and the Misfits. We've got you covered. Also, follow us on Instagram at Three Falls Brand. Again, check us out at threefallsbrand.com and on Instagram at threefallsbrand. Thanks, and continue enjoying this episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Definitely check out Three Falls Brand. But without further ado, let's get into tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite while it was still fresh, fresh in la cabeza. Let's talk about AEW Dynamite. AEW was a super stacked show. Hashtag super stacked. I'm, I, I gotta make some super stacked uh, shirts. You know what I mean? I, I say that shit every single fucking episode and it's not by design. So people pointed out to me that, hey, you're, you're the super stacked guy. Well, guess what? Maybe I should just run with it. But anyway, AEW Dynamite had a super stacked show. This is exactly what I was talking about when I said AEW needs to showcase their high-leveled, well-known talent. On this episode of AEW, you had CM Punk. You had John Moxley. You had Brian Danielson. You had Andrade El Idolo. You had the Hardy Boys. You had Sting. You had Chris Jericho. You had Adam Cole. You had Kyle O'Reilly. You had Bobby Fish. You had MJF. You had Jay Lethal. And the list goes on and on. You had William Regal. This is exactly what I was talking about. AEW doesn't always do this. AEW doesn't always showcase the star power that they have. I I, I tell people to tune into AEW, and they tune in for the first time, and they're like, hey, I really don't know half the guys there. I I, I don't want to watch again. And I'm like, but they got this guy. They got that guy. Oh, they do? I didn't see them here. This is the type of episode I would tell people to go watch. You're going to tune in for the CM Punks, but you're going to be enamored by the Wheeler Yudas. You're going to tune in for the John Moxley's, but you're going to be like, wow, this Jay Lethal guy is a freaking amazing wrestler. You're going to tune in for the Brian Danielsons, and you're going to say, wow, Max Caster is really entertaining. Wow. The bunny actually stood up and had a great match with Tony Storm. Wow, Andrade Alidolo. I, I know him. I remember him from the WWE, but who's this Darby Allen guy? This is exactly what I was talking about. This was a perfect episode of Dynamite. A perfect episode of Dynamite. There was not one thing that I would have done differently on this episode of Dynamite. So, let's get into it. The show starts out hot and heavy. The show starts out with CM Punk versus Max Caster. Max Caster, of course, he mentions the Will Smith situation in his rap. Of course, he was going to do that. But he also mentions CM Punk crapping in his pants like a Z-Pack. That, that was hilarious. If you know, you know. Good, solid matchup. CM Punk wins the matchup with a pile driver and then the Anaconda Vice. Tony Schiavone then goes into the ring and stupidly axes CM Punk. What did he mean by motioning for the world title last week? CM Punk said, Tony Schiavone, I know you're smarter than that. He says, it means that I want to be the next world champion. Whether it's Adam Cole, Adam Page, it don't matter. Before my time in AEW is up, I will be AEW world champion. Now, 
That is a whole nother conversation about the world title picture in AEW. I definitely think at this moment, I'm not shitting on Hangman. But at this moment, Hangman does not belong as the world champion. Not when you have guys like Brian Danielson, CM Punk, guys like freaking John Moxley still, guys like Adam Cole. And you know what? Hangman, I love Hangman Adam Page. But I feel like he's not at that point right now. The, the, the chase was great. The reward, not so much. I think CM Punk needs to be champion. He is the most over guy on this roster. CM Punk should be champion. The most over guy should be champion. Next backstage, we have MJF and FTR with the Smart Mark. Smart Mark Sterling, who is posting pictures of Wardlow that says barred from the building. Very, very funny. Anyway, um, MJF is talking about the pinnacle. He's going to start getting wins. They're going to always be on top of all this, that, and the third. Dax Hardwood cuts him off and he says, look, we're friends with you, Max, but we're also friends with Wardlow. So we don't want to be in the middle of this bullshit between you guys. MJF says, I respect that, but I just want you to know that Wardlow has been talking shit about you guys. You know, trying to stir the pot up a little bit. FTR ain't buying it. It is, it is very clear that FTR is trying to break away from MJF. FTR is going babyface here. It looks like FTR might have Bret Hart as their manager very, very soon. It's going to be really interesting to see the breakup of the pinnacle here. Next, we have Jay Lethal versus John Moxley. I was really excited for this matchup, and it lived up to the hype. This was an absolute awesome matchup. Jay Lethal really needs to be on the upper mid, the upper card of this roster. He needs to really be wrestling for titles and being in the main event. Jay Lethal is one of the most talented wrestlers ever. Ever. On the mic, in the ring, it don't matter. Jay Lethal is about that shit. Jay Lethal is, right now, one of the most slept-on wrestlers on the AEW roster. Jay Lethal and John Moxley had a bar burner. Bar bur- barn burner? Bar burner? What, what does JR say? Is it bar burner or barn burner? Barn burner. A barn burner of a match. Jay Lethal really needs to be, like, upper echelon here. I don't think many people will argue that fact. The crowd was going wild for Jay Lethal. And Jay Lethal's going up against one of the most over guys on the AEW roster, John Moxley. And that crowd was still chanting for Jay Lethal. So why not give Jay Lethal more of a shot on this? It's cool to see that he's on the show more. I'm going to say that. He he's, has been on the show the last, I think, three weeks in a row. So good to see that. I hope that they continue with that because Jay Lethal belongs on this show. But this was a tremendous matchup. Maybe one of my favorite matches of Dynamite this year. I'm going to say that right now. It was really well done. Moxley gets the window when he hits the uh, the paradigm shift. After the match, he extends the hand to Jay Lethal. Lethal shakes his hand in respect. Cool to see that moment. Really good matchup. We next get a video package of Marina Shafir. And I like this. They're building up to somebody before they put them on TV. That's not something that AEW typically does. They just expect you to know things and they just throw people on TV. I like that they're giving Marina Shafir a little bit of a video vignette before throwing her on TV where she would be fighting Jade Cargill next week for the TBS champion. We next get the Gun Club versus FTR. Before the matchup, MJF comes out for commentary. Billy Gunn takes out Cash Wheeler during the matchup. He gets involved in this matchup a lot. But 
nonetheless, this is a good matchup. We see Wardlow trying to make his way to the arena backstage. He's taking out security guards left and right as he enters the arena. He comes in through the crowd. He destroys security until it's like 20 on 1 and he gets overtaken. Dax and Billy Gunn get in each other's face back in the ring. FCR takes out Billy Gunn. Then they hit a big rig onto Colton Gunn. FCR gets the victory. MJF goes to celebrate with FTR, but FCR ain't having that shit. They're like, yo, we told you we ain't with the shits with you and Wardlow. Keep that shit to yourselves. We don't want no part of it. So it looks like FTR really is not fucking with MJF at this moment. It is announced that the Rampage main event this Friday will be Hobbs versus Keith Lee. I definitely want to see that matchup. But this Friday, I am not watching Rampage. On Twitch, I will be live streaming for the first time, and we're having a watch-along of Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. That's going to be a stacked show, and Rampage is a stacked show, but it's not going to be as stacked as Ring of Honor, so I'm going to be checking out the Ring of Honor show. Both support Tony Khan, so, I mean, I don't think he would be a little upset with me watching one show over the other, but whatever. Anyway, we get the Jericho... Appreciation Society backstage promo. They're attacked by Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz. And they just have a big backstage brawl. AEW's been known to do these big backstage brawls where they wrestle all through the arena. Come out. They brawl through the crowd. They just brawl all over. This was really cool to see Santana and Ortiz and Eddie Kingston get their comeuppance in a way on the Jericho Appreciation Society for a time being. Because... It is not long before the five-on-three numbers advantage is back in the Jericho Appreciate Society's hands as they take out Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Jericho hits Kingston with Floyd, the baseball bat. Then he whips Kingston with the belt. Then he hits the Judas effect. This is just overkill at this point. Nobody's coming out to help Kingston and Pride and Powerful. It is three-on-five. In a dream scenario, I would love to see Homicide and Hernandez join Kingston and Proud and Powerful. I think that would be dope. All Puerto Rican team. I know Hernandez is super mix, but, you know, all classic LAX guys. Maybe you bring in Conan with them. I don't know if Conan is still in good standings with AEW. I know Conan's podcast, they shit on AEW a whole lot, but I don't know. I just think that it would be cool to see that five-on-five tangent. Another really cool matchup on the show is Brian Danielson versus Wheeler Yuta. William Regal comes out for commentary. This is a fun matchup. A lot of good, you know... Back and forth action here. Brian Danielson is just brutal with all the fucking stiff shots that he does. But it is great to see that little by little, every week, more people are getting behind Willa Yuta. Who, by the way, is also going to be on the Ring of Honor show as he wrestles for the pure Ring of Honor title against Josh the Goods Woods this Friday. Anyway, the crowd is slowly trying to build the character and the star power of Willer Yuta. They are getting behind him and it's really good to see. Willie Yuta, in the end, he reverses Brian Danielson's uh, rapid elbow shots to do elbow shots of his own. This gets a massive reaction from the crowd. Brian Danielson goes to kick in the head of Willie Yuta, but Willie Yuta spits in Danielson's face, just enraging the American Dragon, who then stomps in the head. Then he hits a gotch-style pile driver, and then a LaBelle lock for good measure. Brian Danielson wins, but the real story of this matchup is William Regal says that he was more impressed with Wheeler Yuta, and he says that the beating that Wheeler Yuta got on this night will teach him a lot about the industry. I honestly think that Wheeler Yuta is going to be somebody to watch out for in the future here in Ring of Honor, in the future of AEW as well. I don't know if he's going to continue with Ring of Honor after Friday, but in the wrestling industry in a whole, I think Wheeler Yuta is going to be the next great pure wrestler. It's, it's just... 
great to see how his, his star power is building up every week and more and more people are getting behind him. We had a lot of other really good shit on the show. You know, we had Adam Cole come out with Red Dragon. They're talking about how this is a new era for AEW, how they're real wrestlers here now that deserve to be on top, and they stole the title for the crowd. They, they want to show that there is a new regime running the show here in AEW. Hangman Adam Page shows up in his little Tesla with the bullhorns. That, that was a little weird. Um, he shows up with... Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and Christian Cage who fight off the heels, steal their, well, they don't steal, they they get their titles back from Adam Cole and Red Dragon. This was an okay segment. We have a qualifier match for the Owen Hart Foundation tournament, whatever the tournament is being called, but shout out to Owen Hart, you know what I mean? Rest in peace, Owen. It is the Bunny versus the debuting Tony Storm, which is awesome. Tony Storm on this roster is really cool. Tony Storm is a really good wrestler who is going to elevate the women's division. And right now she has a lot of hype behind her. You know what I mean? She wasn't properly used in the WWE. She's somebody who a lot of people see a lot of potential for. So let's see how she lives out that potential here in AEW. We shall see. Main event was Andrade El Idolo versus Darby Allin. Really cool spot. Darby Allen's riding down to the ring in a skateboard, but Andrade catches him on the outside with a tohilo to the outside. Really, really cool spot. Andrade's taking it to Darby, just brutal. Andrade hits a huge suplex on the steel steps. All this is actually before the matchup begins. Darby finally crawls into the ring. Andrade puts some stiff holds, some stiff shots onto Andrade onto Darby. Andrade actually been bulking up a little bit. He, he's at 245 now, and it's all muscle mass. He, he's looking jacked. But really, really good matchup here. You know, Andrade is somebody who came in with a lot of potential himself. And AEW is kind of notorious for not living up to wrestlers' potentials right away. Like, we saw what happened with Miro. Now, Miro's not even on TV right now, but we saw what happened with Miro. Miro came in as a fucking video gamer. He was making lame-ass jokes and shit, and then they created the Redeemer character for him, and that was... Really what took him to the next level. And we saw what he really has the potential to be. Andrade came in with a lot of fanfare. Andrade came in with a lot of people saying the WWE fucked up by letting this guy go. And ever since, besides a few good matches here and there, he hasn't really been pushed in a way where people would want to see more of this guy. It's been kind of bland, and I'm a big Andrade fan, so I really think that AEW needs to push Andrade more. Just like everything I said about Jay Lethal, I think it's the same for Andrade. Andrade needs to be TNT champion. He needs to be wrestling for titles. He needs to be wrestling guys like Punk and Danielson. This was a great matchup. In the end, Andrade picks up the victory finally. He gets a victory in a high-profile matchup, and it's over a guy, a homegrown guy like Darby Allin. Butcher and the Blade come out. They attack Sting. Darby Allen dives to the outside. He takes everyone out. He comes back in and he's hit with a hammerlock DDT by Andrade for the 1-2-3. Afterwards, the AFO, including Private Party, is all jumping Sting and Darby Allen. A 5-on-2 assault until the Hardy Boys make their way in. They, they help Sting and Darby. It looks like we're going to be getting Sting and Darby versus the AFO a little longer here. It's announced that it's going to be the Hardy Boys versus Butcher and the Blade in the tables match next week. But regardless, great way to end the show. Matt Hardy hits the twist of fate. Jeff Hardy hits the swanton bomb. We go off the air with that. 
Really good episode. Like I said, AW displayed a lot of star power on the show. Really good show. Great wrestling matches. Great storylines. This was a really good episode of AEW Dynamite. When we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking all about Monday Night Raw from this past week. Well, this past Monday, where it is the last Raw to build towards WrestleMania. And a lot of shit went down. We're going to be talking all about it when we come back from this commercial break. So stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The man, the king, the god of this shit, Nick fucking Gibbs. And you know how I start this off. Shout out to all my MDK gang members around the world. Shout out to all my boys locked up in the cells. Eastern Block. Shout out to my hate club. Rest in peace, Big Day Hatred. And rest in peace, my brother Justice Payne. 
and I'm sending this video to my motherfucking boy, my gang member, Mike De Niro. And Mike, I want to start this off by saying thank you, man, for repping the MDK gang the right way. I want to say thank you, like I tell the rest of the people, and I keep telling them and telling them, Mike, if it wasn't for you or the rest of the gang, me, Dick Gage, I wouldn't be here right now, Mike. And I definitely wouldn't be doing what I love. That's professional deathmatch wrestling. So I just wanted to say thank you, Mike. And I want to let all my MDK gang members know to go check out the Wrestling Delarine Podcast. I was on it. It was a dope-ass podcast. We had awesome conversation. It was one of my favorite podcasts I did. And I don't do too many. And I've done some big ones. And this one was one of my favorites. So go check out the Delarain Podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. They do this shit three days a week. So from the king of this shit, from the god of deathmatch wrestling, go check out the Delarain Podcast. And remember, they do it three times a week. They ain't slacking, they're on top of their game. They do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you know what it is. It's MDK all fucking day. And Mike, I would love to be on your podcast again, man. to the show ladies and gentlemen we had a really good episode of monday night raw this past monday the go home show before wrestlemania a lot of storylines built up on this show a lot of storyline progression a lot of good action and a whole lot to talk about so let's talk about it right now just first and foremost this was a very promo heavy show a lot of promos a lot of last minute trying to talk people into the AT&T Stadium. You know what I mean? A lot of people came out here and was building up their matches. We had the show open up with Brock Lesnar cutting a good-ass promo about how his match with Roman Reigns, he's going to go country style on his ass. He said he's going to take him to the carnival, you know what I mean? Doing all country Brock shit. Brock Lesnar said that at... The, at WrestleMania, the Universal Champion and the World Champion are going to get married. And they're going to have a kid. They're going to have sex and have a kid. And Brock Lesnar is going to have full custody of that kid as he becomes the unified WWE Universal Champion. Brock Lesnar is doing a damn good job cutting promos on his own. And I never thought I'd say that. But anyway, I think that I am... More excited for a Brock versus Roman match than I've ever been ever before. I was excited for their first meeting at WrestleMania 31. And after that, I wasn't really that excited. Their next WrestleMania matchup, wasn't a big fan of it. Their constant Saudi shows and their constant pay-per-view main events where they went back and forth, back and forth. There was a lot of Brock and Roman Reigns matches. A lot. 
And to be honest, I felt like they were stale for a long time. It wasn't until they switched shit up where Brock is the babyface and Roman's the heel. Paul Heyman's with Roman. Where now I feel like this shit is officially fresh. This shit feels like a whole new matchup now. And how fitting that we're going to unify the titles at the grandest stage of them all. Brock versus Roman. I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. On top of that, it was announced that Seth Rollins is going to be going to WrestleMania. Seth Rollins will have a matchup. Seth Rollins will be facing a wrestler at WrestleMania. A wrestler to Vince McMahon's... It's going to be a surprise. It's going to be Vince McMahon's hand-chosen opponent for Seth Rollins. Now, a lot of people... It's not confirmed, but a lot of people... Believe that this is going to be how the WWE brings in Cody Rhodes. And I think that if it was anybody else, people are going to shit all over this matchup. It has to be Cody Rhodes. It has to be. Cody signed. Cody versus Seth at WrestleMania is going to be a phenomenal matchup. It kind of scared a lot of people when it was in the dirt sheets this past week that... Shane McMahon will be at WrestleMania. It scared a lot of people. A lot of people think that this may be a swerve and we may be getting Shane versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Now, something that was not brought up by anybody, but I'm going to bring it up here. If you remember, if you go back all the way to my post-Royal Rumble episode of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, and I was talking about Shane McMahon's meltdown and how he got fired from the WWE for his meltdown, I said that one of the things that Shane McMahon was pushing for was a match with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Now we're being told that Seth Rollins is going to have a mystery opponent handpicked by Vince McMahon. And Shane McMahon's been invited to WrestleMania. Why wouldn't he pick his son? If we get Shane versus Seth, I think people are going to boo that shit out the building. Unless we get Shane versus Seth as a swerve, but then eventually in the night get Seth versus Cody in some fashion. Like maybe we get Shane versus Seth. Seth beats Shane quickly. Seth says that he didn't even break a sweat. Cody's music hits. We got Cody versus Seth. I'd take that. Or maybe Shane comes out, but in a swerve, Cody then comes out. He takes the spot. I don't know how they're going to do this, but I'm just speculating here. It did scare a lot of people. Something that I am looking forward to so much is the Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch matchup. These two females have made me feel like these two women hate each other. They have definitely built this matchup right. Bianca Belair cutting the hair of Becky Lynch this past Monday on Raw. That's a statement. That's a statement. I definitely am happy and excited for that. I'm also happy and excited to see the return of the almighty Bobby Lashley who will be going against Omos at WrestleMania. That's a last-minute match that I didn't think we were going to get. I didn't think that Bobby Lashley would be back so soon. But we're going to be getting Bobby Lashley versus Omos announced here on this Monday Night Raw. 
This Monday Night Raw also had Kevin Owens come out and cut a hellacious promo on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Go out of your way to see this promo. Kevin Owens talks about how this will be in the main event of night one. Stone Cold's last main event. He said that he is not going to show up Stone Cold. He said we haven't seen Stone Cold for 19 years. He's going to show up as Steve. Plain old Steve. The man who's been sitting at home and drinking beers for 19 years. Someone who will not be able to hang with Kevin Owens. I am so excited. Stone Cold Steve Austin coming back for the main event of WrestleMania. You can't have anything bigger than that. That is going to be phenomenal. For anybody who thinks that this is just going to be a fucking KO segment and a brawl, I highly doubt it. This has to become a matchup. You don't have a goddamn talk show main event WrestleMania unless it is a matchup. You're going to definitely see this breakdown into a match. This is going to be an impromptu match 100%. We have more build for the AJ Styles and Edge match. We had Roman Reigns show up on Raw for the first time in six months and cut one hell of a promo. From the moment he said, Pittsburgh, acknowledge me. That shit was flames. You know, I know he's been saying that for a while, but this had the extra oomph on it. You know what I mean? He had that little extra pizzazz, that little extra sauce on that. Anyway, this Raw got me hyped for Mania. This last minute hype worked this is the best go-home show from the wwe in a long time this actually feels like this mania is going to be one of the best wrestlemanias in the last five years i am excited i am excited i finally got that wrestlemania hype i was saying a few months ago a few weeks ago this don't feel like the fucking road to wrestlemania wrestlemania usually got me all hype and jittery i gotta watch wrestlemania 17 to feel the road to wrestlemania the road to wrestlemania sucks I said all that, and I'm telling you right now, they changed my mind. The WWE got me, hook, line, and sinker. I am excited for WrestleMania, and you better believe that we'll be talking all about WrestleMania in a very special episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast this upcoming Monday. But ladies and gentlemen, when we come back from this commercial break, like we do every single Wednesday, we'll be going back in time and we'll be talking about the next episode of ECW Hardcore TV. So stay tuned. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey there, this is the Queen of Extreme Francine. I am here today to let you know that you need to go and check out this very cool podcast that is happening right now. It's called the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And it's on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yes, three days a week. It's amazing. And on Wednesdays, Wednesdays are really special because Edwin Melendez, he reviews ECW Hardcore TV and sometimes he even talks about yours truly. So, you need to go and you need to look up this podcast. Again, it's called the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And it's on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And please tell them that the Queen of Extreme Francine sent you. gentlemen like we always do every single wednesday here on the wrestling delorean podcast we strap in our delorean seatbelt and we go back in time to the land of extreme ecw hardcore tv and on this episode we're talking about the january 17th 1998 episode of ecw hardcore tv live from the ecw arena we had a lot of good wrestling action on this show i'm talking about pure wrestling action I'm talking about Chris Candido versus Jerry Lynn. How much pure can you get than that? I'm talking about Al Snow on the show. I'm talking about Just Incredible on the show. I'm talking about the great Sasuke from Japan on this show. This is a super stacked episode of ECW. So let's cut the beat and let's talk all about the January 17th 1998 episode of ECW Hardcore TV. This show started out real hot. It had Al Snow make his way to the ring in front of this raucous ECW arena with thousands of styrofoam heads in the crowd with the crowd with the crowd chanting, "We got head. We got head." Yo, this is great. You know what I mean? Like, growing up, I, I was a child. I, I was a little kid. I, I didn't understand the double entendre for Al Snow and head. But Al Snow saying that he got head. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, Al Snow versus Roadkill, who, by the way, is a student from the ECW school, the House of Hardcore. He replaces Paul Diamond in this matchup, who is... Injured, he was supposed to face Al Snow. Roadkill is accompanied by Chastity, who's at ringside, who gets in the ring. She interferes during the matchup. Paul Diamond also interferes during this matchup, but he gets snow plowed. Chastity gets snow plowed. Roadkill accidentally hits Chastity with the head. Al Snow takes the head and he hits Roadkill with the head. He then goes to the top rope and hits a diving headbutt with the head. <laughs> he hits the diving headbutt on Roadkill's growing. The crowd chants, he got head. <laughs> what the fuck? Yo, Al Snow was so over, though. 
he was so over and the head was so over that as ridiculous as this sounds, this was freaking awesome to see. All the styrofoam heads in the crowd, everyone going crazy, the fucking camera making this look like a fucking rave party. It was just awesome. Anyway, Al Snow picks up the victory. Head head actually got the win. Head picks up the victory, I should say. He pinned Roadkill. Winner, I guess, is Al Snow. But Head picked up the victory. Anyway, we then get the intro for the show. Joey Styles welcomes us to the show. He announces that tonight we'll be getting Chris Candido versus Jerry Lynn and the great Sasuke versus Just Incredible. Chris Candido and Jerry Lynn, such a great pure wrestling matchup. ECW has some of the best pure wrestling on top of all the hardcore shit that they do. On top of the greatest wrestler, the greatest characters in wrestling, you have great pure wrestling. Jerry Lynn hits a huge plancha to the, from the top rope into the second row onto Chris Candido. Then Jerry Lynn goes for a rolling tackle from the ring all the way to the crowd, but he misses. He doesn't clear the guardrail and botches something nasty. He really looked like he broke some ribs there. Jerry Lynn hits a leg drop on the injured arm that Candido had already in an arm brace. He then hits a, another leg drop on the injured arm. Then he puts Candido in an arm bar. Candido taps immediately. Jerry Lynn wins the matchup. He lets go of the hold as soon as Chris Candido taps out. Candido needs medical attention after the matchup for the injured arm. Jerry Lynn shows concern for Candido. After the match, good sign of respect by both men. Chris Candido and Jerry Lynn raise each other's hands. Joey Styles is really stressing. He's really stressing that Jerry Lynn was a gentleman for letting go of the hold right away. Unlike what Just Incredible did to Mikey Whipwreck in his hometown of Buffalo when he tore the knee off the bone for Mikey Whipwreck, holding on to the knee bar even after Mikey Whipwreck already tapped out. Speaking of Just Incredible, he will be getting a rematch from his matchup with the international superstar, the great Sasuke, in the main event. We got highlights from the FBI Little Guido, Tracy Smothers, and Tommy Wildfire Rich versus Balls Mahoney, Axel Rotten, and Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer goes for a pin after a DDT onto Wildfire Rich. But the crooked ref, Judge Jeff Jones, he stops the pin. He gets low blowed and DDT'd by Beulah McGillicuddy. Tommy Dreamer picks up the win for his team. We next get the international dream match. We got Just Incredible along with Jason and Nicole Bass from the Howard Stern Show. Against the international star, the great Sasuke. Jason comes out. He introduces Nicole Bass as the sexiest woman on earth. He then kisses her. This is a little hard to watch. Now, if you know who Nicole Bass is, Nicole Bass is a 6'6 bodybuilder. She's just built. If you thought China was built, Nicole Bass is built. So, uh, rest in peace, Nicole Bass. Anyway. Match starts when Grace Sasuke hits a beautiful tope suicida onto Jason, Nicole Bass, and Just Incredible. Lots of good athleticism by both men, but especially the great Sasuke hitting the Sasuke special. Uh, Jason interferes a few times in the matchup. Just Incredible notices a brace on the great Sasuke's knee, and he goes after the knee. Just like he did Mikey Whipwreck, he smashes the great Sasuke's knee into the ring post a couple times and then hits it with a chair. He then puts the great Sasuke into the ring post figure four. Credible's really trying to end the career of the great Sasuke here. Just Incredible's just brutalizing the knee inside the ring with the chair, just smashing it. He goes for a splash with it, 
He goes for a splash onto the chair but misses. The great Sasuke hits one of a one-legged leg drop and a one-legged drop kick. He starts to battle back here. He goes for the Phoenix splash but misses. Just Incredible then hits the That's Incredible Corkscrew Tombstone for the pin. One, two, three. Just Incredible now is 2-0 against the Great Sasuke. So maybe your first victory against the Great Sasuke from Japan was not a fluke. Maybe it wasn't an upset because now Just Incredible is 2-0 against the Great Sasuke. Jason and Just Incredible continue the beatdown on Sasuke after the matchup. Just Incredible tries to unmask the Great Sasuke until fellow Mishinoku Pro Wrestling wrestler Grand Hamada comes out to help the Great Sasuke. But odds are... Not in Hamada's favor as Jason and Sasuke take out Grand Hamada. The locker room empties and the show goes off the air with Just Incredible bailing and celebrating in the entranceway. This was a great show. You know why? A lot of the time, ECW only showcases on these hardcore TVs a few storylines. Here they showcased a lot. They showcased also their pure wrestling that they have. Having matches like Chris Candido versus Jerry Lynn. Having guys like the great Sasuke, having guys like Al Snow on the show, it showcased another side of ECW that not many people are familiar with. And it's a shame because a lot of people only think of the blood and guts when you think of ECW. Here they showcase a side of ECW that was known for their technical pure wrestling. And I think that's great to see. I love it. Speaking of pure technical wrestling, it doesn't get any more pure than Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, who hasn't had a show since December, has closed their doors and now reopened under the tutelage of Tony Khan, will be back this Friday for Supercard of Honor. Matches on the show are just stacked. We got a tag team dream match. FTR versus the Briscoe Brothers for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. We have Willow Nightingale versus Mercedes Martinez for the interim Ring of Honor Women's Champion. We have Wheeler Yuta versus Josh the Goods Woods for the Ring of Honor Pure Champion. We have Jay Lethal, Ring of Honor Legend, against Lee Moriarty on the show. The matchup that a lot of people are looking forward to, the matchup a lot of people are talking about, to unify the Ring of Honor titles, it will be the Luchador Sensation Bandito versus the most technical wrestler of today, the Octopus Jonathan Gresham. I am so hype. I am so hype that this will be the very first time that we live stream the Wrestling DeLorean podcast on Twitch as we have a watch along for Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor. So make sure you follow the Wrestling DeLorean podcast on Twitch. Also, if you don't already, follow the Wrestling DeLorean podcast on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, and on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Things are about to really blow up for the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Things are about to get bigger. We got a huge fan base, a worldwide international fan base, and I love you all. I can't thank you all enough for supporting the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I love you guys. I will catch you guys here on Friday. Make sure to tune in to the Friday's episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. We're doing double duties on Friday. It's not just going to be the Twitch stream. In the morning, we will be having the regular Wrestling DeLorean Podcast episode. So make sure you tune into that We are so hyped for what's to come. Thank you so much for everybody for following and supporting the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Catch you on Friday. Make sure you tune into the Twitch stream. Make sure you check out the episode. I love you guys. Stay strong. Stay safe. Stay positive. One love.
niggas acting tough in the hood. Till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club. Till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street. Till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolves done. Fuck with the Nero, I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy, I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf till we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Oliver, Don Dada, the top shotter, the top spot, final boss you cross, that's when you ride stop. Basquiat with that white chalk, trigger finger streets, while leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas that get tough in the hood, till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor, till the wolves come. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the pack. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you're at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catching nigga slipping for his ice worth your life. Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. South Bronx, midnight, niggas moving packs cause they hunting. I'm moving packs of that onion, but probably packing them something. Catch him slipping with them coals and he ain't telling us nothing. Catch a nigga fooling twice and then I'm pressing that button. Send his ass away, permanent vacate and start bluffing. Must have moved to Honolulu, changed his name to McLovin. Said you know what you know, that's for the pack to remember. And if a nigga leaking these, we gotta. Niggas say the dead don't talk, but that money do If I put a hole in his melon, I bet his honey do Shorty keep crying and screaming like that's helping you Bullets gave his brain a period for that decimal Niggas that get tough in the hood, till the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor, till the wolves come Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back Summertime, better be careful where you're at No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack Dipping, creeping through the night, it's precise Catch a nigga slipping for his ice, worth your life Answer yes, well, did nigga pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess Aha, in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.